So we saw Spaceballs. We saw Spaceballs. I remember this movie really, really fondly from when I was a kid. I used to think it was literally the funniest thing ever. And so I was at yours and you were kind of press ganged into watching Spaceballs. I had never seen Spaceballs. Yep. I have now seen Spaceballs. Mm. I feel I probably watched Spaceballs a decade too late. Maybe two decades too late. Yeah, maybe two decades. Yeah. Uh, Seven? That would have been a good time to watch it. About ten minutes into the movie, I felt quite bad that I was subjecting you to it. <laughs> No. See, I, I wouldn't have done that. I was having, I was. It, yeah, it's like getting to finally look behind the door. No matter how shit yeah. it is, you're kind of happy to just have it open. Just like, so, like that reference that you finally get. Yeah. When people refer to Spaceballs, even though it is quite drab. Yeah, exactly. It's like when I finally watched the Blues Brothers mm. last year after like decades of not watching that. Yeah. Not in terms of just being happy the door was open. Nice. <laughs> mm. Fair enough. As with Soul Plane, and as I said to you, I noted down my finger quotes favourite jokes from the movie. One of these came from the first ten minutes I spoke about where I literally wanted to claw out my own eyes because mm -hmm. I was so embarrassed. And I was like, this is not going to get any better. And it's when the king literally, he's like practicing a walk for the wedding. And he goes, right foot first. And then the princess literally goes, daddy, that is your left foot. I don't actually remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she says right foot first, puts the left foot forward. She points that out to the audience. That's like, that. can you believe this guy? It's fucking hilarious. Daddy. Daddy. That's not that foot. Mm -hmm. They're in like a, a weird German castle as well. I think they might actually be in, be in a like Neuspan. I thought it was, this was the thing. When we found out that this was made like 10 years after Star Wars, mm -hmm. I thought that it, from my memory that it was going to be closer to the first one because it looks a bit Flash gordon especially yeah, in those castle scenes. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. much so. And it looks a bit Star Trek-y at points as well. Like, it yeah. seems to be a rich amalgam mm. of, of, of sci-fi properties. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, it kind of looks like a lot of them, but only feels like a kind of half-remembered version of Star Wars, which isn't surprising when I doubt that they had seen Star Wars in the intervening ten years. Yeah, and no, I imagine yeah. Mel Brooks watched it, yeah. and he was like, that was really funny. Uh, I'll deal with that later. Yeah, he's like, I'll file that under, <laughs> under C for comedy. Ten years later... I did actually learn something, uh, something interesting when I was doing because you you came up with the idea of like looking into this film or yeah, anything yeah. about it, and I decided to. Did you know George Lucas fucking loves this film? Yes, like, I got that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, right? Like he <laughs> he found it really funny. He said it really. Yeah, he he said that it broke one of his balls or something what? in like a handwritten <laughs> like in a in a loving note to Mel Brooks. He said something about it busting one of his balls with laughter. That's fucking amazing. Which obviously because he is an alien impersonating a person doesn't realise is not a phrase that people use. No. But I busted my human testicles with laughter, Mel. My human testicles shattered upon the chair. <laughs> that blew my mind. And like, he actually, I don't know how, we didn't go into how, but he found mm. a copy of the script beforehand. He actually offered like industrial light and magic to Mel Brooks. Yeah, Which yeah. is like handing like a child a power drill, I feel, in terms of like responsibility it, of resources. It really is like, <laughs> in retrospect, a massive, completely unnecessary generosity from George Lucas, considering there are people out there right now that would cut off all four of their limbs to get their movie run through industrial light and magic at the end. Well, what it made me think of is if uh, the Wayans had been making, and I do consider these guys like the Mel Brooks now to be some sort of weird yeah, continuation. The, oh, the Wayans, Wayans of to the be 70s. a continuation to be a, a yeah, definitely. And so it would be like if they were in the middle of making like epic movie, yeah, and fucking DC had come to them and like we've taken all the money away from Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Here you go. We love it. We think yeah. it's fucking hilarious. And no one's just don't like his underpants. Like, they take just everything. They took my suit. <laughs> they took my little black suit. The thing about the script is so, like, Mel Brooks, 
actually approached him. Do you want to know why he approached George Lucas for his blessing before he made the movie? Is it so he couldn't get sued? Yes, because he, he knew that George Lucas and George Lucas's fucking cronies would crush him into fucking powder. That's fucking hilarious. So he was like, I wrote down the quote. So he spoke to him about it, and George agreed to not sue him. Right. If he, if, he, if, and only if, he sold the most Spaceballs action figures. And here comes the quote. George Lucas said to Mel Brooks, in his fucking deadpan, chinless way, your action figures are going to look like mine. And from this he inferred that he was not allowed any action figures. I mean, that's pretty... It's, Don't want to be uh, working my block over here, Melly. But, but, but then he... So this is the same man who also really loved the film that basically stamped George Lucas in the balls for selling action figures? Yeah, yeah. It what literally fucking... dragged him through the dirt for being a merch man. I think this proves that he actually only cares about money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I loved the movie. It didn't infringe. On it any... didn't sell any action figures. I busted a human testicle because it didn't infringe on any intellectual... <laughs> property that I wasn't already fine with. George, what did you think of 12 Years a Slave? Slave. Loved it, loved it. No action figures, didn't look like mine. No. I... <laughs> You're like, I can't believe the fucking 12 Years a Slave figures looked exactly like the Millennium Falcon. Just like fucking Lando. <laughs> Who are all these Landos? Pajama Landos. You can only see the world in terms of Landos. Yep, that's right. And Mace Windu, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Afterwards. yeah. What have I done again? Um, that... Fuck, I, that's insane. That's yep. actually ridiculous. That's actually flushed everything I have about this film out of my head. Um, okay, film, yeah. Yeah. It hasn't aged well. No. Some of the comedy, like, the occasional... I think I know why people remember this fondly. Yeah, yeah. And it's because there are, like, five or six jokes that over the years you probably mm. refine to the point where you just find them really funny in your head. But yeah, I think as, like, a 90-minute piece, it's really... It tests your patience, doesn't chore. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a chore. <laughs> Weirdly enough, one of the one of one of the least chorus shots, and that's just because no one was like embarrassing themselves, was the minute and a half flyby on the spaceship at the beginning. Oh, where it just keeps getting yeah, bigger and bigger, bigger and, and more bigger. complicated. Yeah. yeah, that was decent. I liked that a lot. Mm. That was good. Cause mainly because like John Candy wasn't like fucking just like gaping his ass for quarters. <laughs> like it was. I need coke and hot dogs. <laughs> Some real. Real shit bits in this. Yep. There was like yeah, like loads of John Candy's performance was really terrible actually, which mm. is a shame because. John Candy dressed as a dog. Yeah, as a dog, as yeah. a, a Wookiee, like a Wookiee pastiche. Mm, with a tail that, you know, molests women. Prehensile tail, yeah. <laughs> it's the 80s. Yeah. That's still fine. Joan Rivers, in a, as, I, a, as C3PO. I don't remember laughing at a single Joan Rivers joke. No. Yeah. There were huge swathes of it. Like, you know, the whole bit where they go to see Mel Brooks, who's Yoda. Yep. And what did they decide to call the him in their infinite wisdom? Yoga. It's called yoga. Yeah. yeah. See, it's funny because it begins with a Y and an O, but it doesn't end the same way that the Star Wars character's name does. Yeah, I just don't. It's, it's different. I just. But then I was trying to think of like a funnier name to call him afterwards. I don't know. There's not like. It, Mate, it needs to be connected to something. They called the movie Spaceballs. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they could have just called him like Wanghead. <laughs> yeah, that's better. That's better. Yeah. Yeah, 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 little green schlonger. All they could have just—he could have just been called like Boda or Soda. Soda, or, perfect. Yeah, there you go. that's better. That's a... It's still not funny, but it's, well, no, it it's less—it's less like cumbersome and unwieldy as yoga. Yoga. I mean, it makes you feel better. He yeah. apparently really suffered playing yoga. Did he? Like, yeah, he because he he like his knees really hurt because he had to like walk around on his knees. Oh, that's good. Like the. <laughs> Uh, the pa- in, in true Jewish fashion, the paint gave him like a really bad reaction. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! I was playing this offensive Jewish stereotype, and God punished me. Yeah. So yeah, he he suffered for his crimes at least. I'm um, sure his whole family, especially like the survivors, of which there would be some in Mel Brooks's family, <laughs> were really like. So you know, you play this. You play this big, droopy-nosed, perverted green monster who lives in the desert. What's going on, Mel? Never come back to Israel. Oh, he... Yeah, his right to return was revoked. <laughs> we will have Palestinians before we will have you, Mel. My factoid about this film. Mm. Um, and it actually relates to probably my favourite character in the film. Yeah. My favourite, like, main character, at least. Because my favourite character appears for but a couple of seconds. Right. But my favourite my favorite main character is probably uh, Lone Star... Yeah, yeah. Really, I re- I, yeah, he was actually quite fun. The president from yeah. Independence Day. Indeed, and that's what my fact has to do with. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, go- oh okay. I quite liked Colonel Sanders. Oh, yeah. Uh. I liked him as well. I found... I don't know what it was. The, none of the, the characters on the ship were really sticking with me. I think maybe mm. Dark Helmet was overpowering everyone a little bit. I feel, but the thing is, it's like the presence of Dark Helmet is really overpowering, but it's also like they forgot to write most of the jokes for him. I was I was going to come to this. It's, yeah. like he, it's like they looked at him every time and they're like, ah, he's funny enough by himself. He's yeah, just a big helmet. Because Rick Moranis was just so famous then. It's like, but guys... <laughs> It's just a short man dressed as Darth Vader. Yeah, you know, a comic little helmet. I don't know why. In the same way, sort of like your mind warp stuff, and because like, yeah. I'd never seen Spaceballs or any, I don't mean even any sort of like moving footage from the film. I always assumed it was a child. Oh, like, okay. I, like, well, like, like it, like, like Macaulay guy. Culkin or something, or like, oh, uh, nice. like no, like yeah, I just assumed it was just like a little child in a big helmet. I would have enjoyed but, that. But it's not. It's a fully grown man, and I don't know why he looked so much like a child to me. So some of the worst jokes in all of it took place on the ship. There was, yep. what's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Are you tricking? That was terrible. Yeah, that that hurt a little bit. Yep. And that's when they go to like ludicrous. Because the thing is, him being called, speed. It's like an anti joke because it ruined the funny joke of him being called Colonel Sanders. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it's again. It's like the you know right foot first thing. It's like, did you get it? It's like, yes, Mel, I did get it. And yeah. He's like, but let me explain it to you it's, again. Yeah, it's not trusting your audience, which is. Just- Terrible. They also have a, if you don't get us the money, pizza is going to send out for you, head in hands. I didn't even realise that was a joke, that was, yeah. that was fucking hilarious. Pizza the Hut was pretty good, the, the, makeup, the, the makeup, makeup on him, or whatever it was. Actually made me physically sick. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. To. I wonder if that was industrial light magic. <laughs> that was just George Lucas on his day off. Imagine how annoyed he'd be if you joined ILM, and like it's your first day on the job. First gig, yeah. And he, George Lucas is just like... I wrote a really funny non-copyright infringing yeah, yeah. <laughs> script. I want you to do a Winnebago floating in space. And I want you to kind of half arse it as well. Yeah. I want you to animate John Candy's ears and ass. Don't spend too much money. <laughs> as it as it got to the end, it also the plot wrapped itself up like a sincere movie. Like it turned out he was always a prince, so then he could marry the princess. Yeah, that was and kind I was of like, cool. okay. Yeah, I, I I hate it when films do this as well, and like comedy films do this all the time. Wayne films do this a lot as well, yeah. where they like insist on having like the actual structure of a plot. Well, yeah. Like you like like because you could do anything else. Like you've literally unshackled yourself from reality. Mm. You 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 can do whatever you want. You can end up the craziest thing ever. This is why, as much as I hate Sausage Party, right. I do hate Sausage Party. I always respect it for ending on a giant fucking five minute orgy. Because there's there was no reason not to. Yeah, yeah. Like fuck, you've already fucked away. You already like spaffed a million dollars up the wall. You might as well have some fun with it in the end. Yeah, doesn't mean anything. You know what movie? Just have them all fuck each other. Like you know what movie I almost really liked for the same reason and yeah. then ruined it and I don't even care. Like Ted. So I've Ted was half of Ted is Mark Wahlberg being an aging stoner who's inexplicably, like, fucking jacked. Smoking smoking weed. Of course he wasn't willing to change his appearance. And just hanging out with, like, Peter Griffin as a teddy bear who, like, loves prostitutes 
Right. And so I'm just, I'm watching it. I'm like, yes. And then halfway through the movie, it starts being about how someone wants to kidnap Ted, and then Ted dies, and he actually has to wish upon a star again so he can bring Ted back to life. And it ju- it just stops being funny. It starts being like a sincere Disney movie. It's like I got I watched this for respite yeah. from sincere Disney bullshit. Yeah, he's like, you don't need to have a second act lull where you remember it's a film yeah. and try and fucking follow the actor structure. Uh, I have a question. Sorry, you said wish upon a star again. Is that how Ted is born? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that as a setup. No, it's fine. It's fine as a setup because yeah. it takes seconds. But if you have to, then it then becomes a plot point. And nothing does it true. again. Then obviously the end of yeah end of this movie. Fucking, I am your father's brother's sister's cousin's roommate. roommate. Yeah, yeah. Decent gag. That was fine. I mean, yeah. it's what it's the one I knew. I think mm. it's the and uh, it works. And I do think it's wrong. This movie has cult status. Yeah, it should be forgotten. I I, I think it. It was panned when it came out. By the way, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, I had no idea. Everyone just kept right. Roger Ebert. Gave it like two and a half, and then was like, "Listen, it, it's fine, but this is so not funny." Just because if we were going to make a big Star Wars parody with Mel Brooks, he should have made it ten years ago. Like we're all Star Wars out. Yeah, like well, I mean, I, I guess it was like four years after Return of the Jedi, right? So yeah. you don't give a shit anymore. If I if I made an Indiana Jones parody now, it would just be like, "Why are you doing this?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'd think you're trying to, like, uh, get the drop on Steven Spielberg for the next one. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to fuck up Indiana Jones 5 harder than you ever could, Steven. <laughs> so you want to know my fact? Yeah, please. Go on. So, in Spaceballs, a film of cult status, yes. Bill Pullman has the call sign, Lone Star has the call sign Eagle 5, which is the same call sign he has in Independence Are Day. Are you fucking kidding me? He picked that. He picked that. He was, it's a Spaceballs callback. Wow. Yeah, the, he, he was standing Because you remember, he's a pilot. He's a pilot, isn't yeah, he? No, I remember. Yeah. I remember the president going into battle yeah, yeah, exactly. with Randy Quaid. As, as, Eagle, as Eagle 5. That's oh a space ball. That is a space balls. I can't believe he did space ball. How dare he besmirch the good name of Roland I, I, I know, right? I was like, I was like <laughs> fuck you. The one thing, the one thing you do. <laughs> this is like this is like the most perfect movie ever made. Independence Day, and you fuck it up like this. I I actually got weirdly into Bill Pullman after watching Spaceballs. I was like researching him pretty fucking <laughs> dramatically. You know that his like degree was in like history of fine art. Yeah, he was an artist before he put his hand over his knob and a lightsaber came out. Yeah. Yep. Play that clip right there. Please. Fuck you, Bill Pullman. Yeah, no, it was weird. It seems like a lot of squandered talent. Yeah. <laughs> I would be ashamed to have been in this, but, you know, that's just that's just me. John Candy's obviously too dead to be ashamed. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Mel Brooks... So, yeah, let's go on to this, actually. So, Mel Brooks yeah. keeps fucking talking about making this again. Or yeah. another one. Because uh, it had moderate, like, latter-day success on, like, video and DVD. He seems to think that that means there is an enormous yeah. market for space balls. Because it's, like, riding off the tailcoat of the incredibly successful Star Star Wars franchise yeah. and is always remembered as like the one big Star Wars parody mm. which I think he is in, in, yeah, inadvertently mistaken for people approving of this but yeah he so not only does he keep talking about doing it many of the principal actors and actresses who were younger than fucking Mel Brooks have died yeah. in between he's in um, his 90s and yeah he saw The Force Awakens which is and, weird. Yeah, yeah, that he, is weird. He shouldn't have been allowed on that screen. They should be like, you know how they say like Legos for like between twelve year olds and ninety nine year olds. Yeah, yeah. They should like turn you away. You're That's like, right. You're, you're not. You're, you're There's not no benefit in you seeing this. Fucking, okay, so Mel Brooks escapes from the home. Confirmed. I read about it in the news. So you don't have to look it up. Fucking wanders into a screening in 2015. Sees that because of the iconography, it's Star Wars. 
He's dressed in like a suit and a bow tie as well. Yeah, yeah. Dapper (laughs) Flashes back Mm -hmm. to when he made Spaceballs and concludes publicly that now would be a good time to release a sequel of which there are two titles. There's one that Rick Moranis came up with which was Spaceballs 3, The Search for Spaceballs 2 (laughs) and his one, Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, they're both terrible. I saw actually... The Search for My Professional Dignity. (laughs) Well, that's the problem. It's a bit late in the game. Like, you know when the last time Mel Brooks directed a movie was? No. 1995. And he's just going to jump back on the horse. Men in tights. (laughs) Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely not going to do that. This is like pie in the sky dreaming. Yeah, yeah. It's a man who is just about to be delivered his medication. He definitely doesn't even own the rights to Spaceballs, does he? That's definitely like MGMs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. mm. They must have like sold them to like a Vietnamese sweatshop for some cocaine at some point. Definitely. Maybe. Tried to sell them to George Lucas. Just like, <laughs> I don't want this shit. Tried to sell them to Disney like hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're buying everything. Yes. But not Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah. My, what, what a strange cult film. I have this. I've had, been running with this theory since I was a teenager when I first got into cult movies and realised that most of the ones that weren't Evil Dead were shit <laughs> or weren't actually cult movies. Like people say Fight Club's a cult movie and it's not. It's massive. Yeah, but that's cult movies tend to just be quite shitty, kitschy movies that aren't good, that people who don't watch a lot of movies kind of attach themselves Obsessive. to, not knowing that there's an alternative. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. Yeah. I have one more fact. Go for it. So, the song, Spaceballs, mm-hmm. the hit song from the end of this movie, as part of like the merchandise pantheon. Oh. Spaceballs! Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. So, it's by an R&B like, band called The Spinners, who wrote another song that featured in a spacefaring funny kind of epic right right so they wrote the rubber band man which plays when the guardians of the galaxy first appear in avengers infinity war what the fuck same guys what the fuck yeah that's mad why were they how are they still working that's the same as mel brooks how the fuck are they still working one of them is still alive the rest of them are all dead okay (laughs) another sad story yeah I guess uh, Spaceballs really does shorten your lifespan. <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of conspiracy. Someone's going around like popping them all off. It was it was the eighties, so I think the thing that's popping them all off is the massive amounts of cocaine that they were doing during that era. Well, the Spaceballs called them. Yeah, yeah. I feel so bad doing Spaceball drugs. I feel like I just don't deserve. It's called a Spaceball. I, I don't deserve. I don't deserve these Spaceball drugs. Like my wife, you know, my wife sees me scooping them all in bins. Like you giving up? It's like no, I just don't want these specific <laughs> Spaceball drugs. <laughs> Yeah, I got, I, well, I got one last thing to say, which is my favourite character was John Hurt. <laughs> he, oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's in this film. Oh, that was a, glim- a glimmer of light at the end, after a 90-minute slog. That was fucking hilarious. That was a great joke. John Hurt and some people who were made to look like the crew from Alien? Yeah, they're made to look like the crew of the... Uh, it's not called, oh, the, it's not uh, called the Morpheus, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> now you've made me just think of the Nebuchadnezzar, which yeah, is yeah. also not it. No. Oh, Fuck. You can remember this. It's called the fucking... It's called the fucking Captain Bastard. The Captain Bastard. Captain Bastard and the Acid Blood. Uh, Nostromo! Yes! Fucking yes. Done. Yeah. Alright. I have one more thing. Yeah. Guess who Mel Brooks' son is? You Mel, know him. Mel, oh, is it, oh, it's not the, the Nemo guy. It's Max Brooks who wrote the zombie survival guide well, uh, no. World War Z. Oh, I, I wondered if it's the uh, the guy who voices Nemo. Oh, no, Isn't no. he a Brooks? Maybe. I think he's Al Brooks. Yeah. Shit. So, wait, the, the zombie. So. Yeah, zombie survival guide and World War Z. Uh, yeah, so is Max Brooks really old or did Mel Brooks 
fuck really old. I think he probably could have been fucking for ages. Because I presume Max Brooks was like a autistic 40-year-old. But yeah. if, he's Mel Bro- if he's Mel Brooks' son, that would put him more like an autistic 60-year-old at yeah, this yeah. point. That book came out in, what, 2006? Could easily be an autistic 50-year-old. Yeah, we'll yeah. narrow it down. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. We'll get there eventually. We'll yeah. hunt him down. We'll I ask wrote, some questions. I, yeah. That's, that's fucking mad. Yeah. What's, what a small world. Confirmed. Read it on The Guardian. He said he was uh, inspired to write it by living with his aging zombie-like father. <laughs> that's a joke. That is true. Ah, <laughs> that's good. Of course, it's a joke. I don't know. Fucking hell, I don't know what Matt Mel Brooks is up to. No, that's true. <laughs> like, could be fucking zombie shuffling around the hallways, um, saying remake space balls. So I'm gonna say a do not bother watching space balls. No, avoid. It made me feel kind of sad actually. Bye bye now. <laughs>